Yes. Oh, what was that? What are we doing? Go on, go on, go on. It sounds like something you find in your penis. I got my feet in cement, I got my head in the clouds You might call me demented, but I am too damn proud I got a hunger for something outside the status quo So pull up your chair We are full automatic, we are out and about We are singing Hi everyone, it's Matt Weinstein You're listening to Eat This Hot Show Where three gal pals get together and talk about Shit they know nothing about, mostly. Mm-hmm. And um, with me is our usual co-hosts, which we spend far too much time introducing, since we do it every week. First, I have the incredible Super Bowl commercial blogger, Wanda Winston! <laughs> oh my god, it was so fun. I, I don't know if you guys can oh, actually begin to compare to I, the commercials at the Super Bowl. I actually took a couple of screenshots from your... <laughs> Live blogs, so I, that's fortunate oh. for you. Yeah, no, so we'll get to that. Um, and Reagan Fox of Professor Reagan and Big Brother together, and um, yeah, hello, ha ha, and squish sound, squish sound. Uh, I had major surgery. I had my major oh surgery. Oh my god, I forgot right, your uh, wisdom teeth. You had your a lamin- one had, wisdom teeth. You had a laminectomy because yeah. you fell off a it, horse. It's I, I had a laminectomy, Madge. Yeah sent me a message on the day of my wisdom tooth extraction and said, you're having, you know, good luck on your laminectomy. Right. I had te- teeth abortions. I had molar abortions, oh, which wow. is kind of ironic when we consider that the U.S. abortion rate is at its lowest since 1973. I personally credit 1-800-NO-ABORT. I personally credit Cheryl Murkowski, since she was the one having probably at least 25% of the abortions herself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, okay, so mm-hmm. that, that's good. Stop. So you're healed, and uh, oh, I'm not healed. No, I have gaping holes in the back of my mouth. Okay, I would make a transition, but it's even too low, even for me. But I wanted to talk about the Woody Allen thing first, because that's, I think, that's as far as I'm concerned. Aside from actual news, that's pretty big news this week. So what do you, what do y'all think? Well, can you can you sort of fill me in because I feel like the story bubbled up again after the Golden Globes, when uh, yes, I mean, not that is... the issue itself, but that is at least I think when I became aware of it. But yeah. I haven't, to be quite honest with you, done the homework. So can you tell us? Because well, Reagan... I saw an article going yeah. around the Facebook today from allegedly the the daughter who claimed she was molested, right? That's what I'm talking about. That the what the situation that started when that letter was released in the New York Times, and that is what the um, maybe it wasn't that much of a controversy since Wanda Wisdom doesn't know about it. But well, yeah. it was. Hold on, hold on, hold on. So was it um, in the New York Times that letter yes. was released? Yeah, I believe it was New York Times or Washington Post, but it was a bit. It was an op-ed in a big, big paper. Yeah. Very, very. Oh, interesting. Interesting. And it starts off, are you a fan of, what's your favorite Woody Allen movie? And then it says, before you answer, consider this. And Dylan Farrow, who is the adopted daughter of Mia Farrow, Woody Allen, and natural daughter, I believe, of Mia Farrow, um, said basically she went on to explain in 
quite a bit of detail about how um, Woody Allen allegedly molested her when she was seven. That's and then, terrible. And then it, does her account? Does her account? Because I've heard the allegation, but does her account in the open letter address anything new or? Well, yes, because um, she or he had never spoken. She. Why do I? I mean, everybody's so. I'm so used to everybody famous being a transsexual. I'm afraid to use the right. <laughs> I don't even know what pronoun to use now. He. Um, she. It's a real. Oh God, I'm mental. I, I, do, I believe this is the first time she discru- she spoke out a, about it ever in public because she was seven. You know, people are protected from speaking out as you know in these kinds of cases. You know, mm-hmm. so anything that she said, nobody knew until that this came out, as far as I know. And um, so basically, it starts with you know, what's your favorite Woody Allen movie? Exposes um, sexual abuse. That she alleges and then ends by saying, so, what was your favorite Woody Allen movie? That's that's pretty deep. I I applaud the, my my gut reaction was, wow, that was really ballsy of the New York Times Mm -hmm. to publish something like that. And especially because it's allegations. Yes. And I I tend to um, err on the side of believing the person who makes the allegations because uh, I I think that people who make false allegations about sexual assault, uh, those are the minority of cases. Mm -hmm. Um, But the politics of publishing that in the New York Times is, uh, you know, I said I was going to applaud them. I I don't know how I feel about that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, and they, you know, publishing it. Yeah. Even as op-ed, to me, it just shows how much we have blown to pieces the distinction between journalism or not. I mean, I know op-ed isn't necessarily journalism, but what belongs in a newspaper and what belongs as sensationalist. Do you see what I'm saying? I don't know if I'm making sense. You're saying it sounds like something that would be in the Inquirer and not the New York Times? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But in another way, I feel inclined to say, yay, I'm glad that a major media publication like the New York Times is allowing a sexual abuse, an alleged sexual abuse victim to share her personal story, which humanizes child molestation, because so often we only hear about that issue in terms of statistics. Yeah. Well, and the only real person that they could... I mean, if they were publishing a letter from a third party or somebody who overheard something, then that would certainly seem more tabloid fodder. But, you know, coming as a first-person account, um, you know. <clears throat> I went, and I am um, linked to in my Facebook, I don't have it in front of me, but um, I, re- I linked to the, there was an article about the, um, the doctor who examined her at the time of the uh, alleged rape, or whatever you call it, um, in I believe it was 1993, and I read that, and the doctor clearly testified that the child was lying and made it up in order to please her mother, and that there were certain inconsistencies in the story that made him think that it's you know 
not true. But what do, what what does that mean? There are certain inconsistencies in the story when you're talking to what a seven year old. Right, right. What, whenever a seven year old tells me about what he or she did in the afternoon yeah. that same day, there are inconsistencies in the story. Well, you know, the thing is, like, I have the way I see it. Yeah, everybody knew OJ was guilty, but OJ got off, right? But that's the legal system. Rich people get away with murder, literally. Mm-hmm. Rich people can do whatever they want. Jamie Dimon, who was responsible for stealing billions of dollars, is still the head of Ch- J.P. Morgan Chase, even though he stole all the money. He still and he's still, you know, in the Federal Reserve uh, Bank uh, board and all that. You know, well, and the guy who you know just from got Wolf away with Wall fine. Street, he's still out and about, right? You know, and and um, the thing is, uh, so. I, but the problem is, at the same time, I feel like I have to somewhat respect the legal system because that's what that's what there is. So I don't know. I well, I, I guess I, I, here's the problem I have with it. Here's the from from. I mean, obviously, nobody's going to say that child molestation is great. I don't think, and I know that it's fucking everywhere. I also know that it triggers a lot of people from reading this, and I believe she made mention of it in the article, too, that when you read this, if you had a pro- if you had sexual molestation, this could trigger you, you know, and you should do something about it or something. Or maybe this was an article about it. Anyway, my issue is, and the reason I'm not skeptical of her allegations, I'm skeptical of her motive, is because of the way she tries to basically say, don't watch Moody Allen movies. You know, like, that's the point here. The point is to sabotage his career. Second- well, no, no, no. Mm-hmm. I, to me, this is just a timing issue where the reason why this has become a salient topic of conversation is because he was just given this uh, yeah. award at the Golden Globes where everybody was coming together right. and, and, and specifically mentioning the role of women in his movies and how he has this special relationship with women. So I get, I get why she would mention that Mm-hmm. stuff. Um, what I was going to say in response to your uh, comments about the criminal justice system, as fucked up as it may be, but at least we're not in Italy, where in their criminal justice system, you can be tried multiple times. And Amanda Knox, who has had a good portion of her life stolen from her by rotting away in an Italian jail only to be let free and go back to the United States, was just recently found guilty. And I certainly hope that she is not um, extradited. Well, that's what I was going right. to say. I would think that in the United States, there would be some sort of extradition treaty with what Italy. Was her, so what was her crime, allegedly? I don't, murder. Know, I don't know anything. Of who? Her, of her roommate. Uh, roommate. Her, roommate. Her, her boyfriend. It was her bo- the, girl, the roommate's boyfriend, right? Uh-huh. And she and was found her, innocent. Is that what you're saying? She and was found while she was in jail for... No, her boyfriend, Amanda Knox, and her boyfriend are the ones who were found guilty of murdering her. But there's no – all of the evidence is circumstantial. There's nothing – there is no smoking gun. Uh-huh. So, what you're, so the issue here is that the injustice is that she's being tried again? Is that, is that what you're saying? Well, that she's no, being I tried. Think Reagan's times. point was that at least in the United States, we're not dealing with a country where you can be tried, like Italy, where yeah. you can be tried twice for the same thing. Okay, I didn't realize that's what had happened to her. Okay, 
Oh, yeah. And and that was such a huge case. I mean, it was probably the Amanda Knox case in Italy was as big as the O.J. Simpson case was in the 1990s in the United States. It was a huge deal. So and all of the almost jurors... Like that, it seems almost like that verdict was for, you know, the court of public opinion. Yes. In a way that, you know, is like mildly closure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I mean... I guess in a way we're saying the same thing. Like I still feel like that as flawed as the criminal justice system is, it's all we have. Um, and you know, vigilante justice. Well, vigilante. Yeah. Um, oh my God. Is that a drag queen name? I hope vigilante. A Delta Burke is my new drag name. I is it a Delta Burke. A Delta Burke. What? Porte. I feel very compelled Why? to read the description of I this movie. These are both big. It's called Tasty Boy Pussy. I don't oh know if it's God. one of the 10 films we nominated should not have for... Go- That's a bad transition, Reagan. Well, on. hold on. Red, who is a person, not a color, has an insatiable appetite for boy pussy, oh preferably God. white boy pussy. Oh the other God. night, he has this twink over in his hotel room and called the director way after midnight. Come down with your camera, boss. I have some serious ass pussy here that wants to be filmed while I pump it fill with my cum. It took me five minutes until I knocked on his door. A oh macho my. fucker production. Oh, macho fucker. Well, why didn't you say so? <laughs> Do you now have it a new all job, Reagan, or what is it? Now it all makes That's what sense. I want. I want to come out with something in the New York Times that says, "Do you enjoy macho fucker movies?" <laughs> well, how to? How about now? Huh? Oh, good idea. Good idea. Very thank, good. Thank you. Macho fucker. What do you think about Philip Seymour Hoffman? I think he's dead. Uh, That's true. That part's true. I don't know. It was weird. You know, my friend Jan, who does, a, she's a sound engineer. She was working with him. Like currently, she was doing the audio for his show that was just approved by Showtime. Um, I think it's just very, very um, sad. And I think it just shows you that, um, I, who knows, you know, I guess he was sober for, what, 23 years or something? Well, but he had just been in rehab yeah. in May. He was sober for 23 years, and then he relapsed like a year ago. Mm-hmm. And you're saying he was in rehab in May. I, from what I understand, he relapsed. I don't think he, it doesn't sound like he ever unrelapsed, obviously. Um, I think it's really sad. And I don't know, like for me, my, my gut feeling, it's like, wow, life must have been really painful for him. I guess that's, that's how what I, see I it. just I got that image. And I don't know, just when I heard the news and the, the, the description of finding a needle in his arm, you know, whether I or not know. that's true, Yikes. but the, just the description of that just painted this picture for me that just seems so sad and not even sad. Just and it's straight out of a William S. Burroughs, you know, novel. It is. You know? That's how like, I always imagine Wanda before she got on the wagon going to sleep every night. Oh, it was not pretty, honey. I was usually on the floor of my bathroom with vomit somewhere in the room. Oh, that's terrible. That I used to like to throw up before I went to bed. So you 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 had an alcoholemia? Mm, well, yeah, absolutely. Because I would throw up and then I would drink a big glass of water and take two ibuprofen and go to sleep. Oh, I think terrible. it's bulimia. And I, what did you say? Bulimia. 
Stoolemia. Buell. Like ball, bulimia, but with alcohol. Buell. Oh, Buell. Mm-hmm. Buellemia. Buell. Yeah. I, one of the things that I thought after I heard the news, and I know this is kind of a dickish thing to think, was <laughs> how is this going to affect the Hunger Game movies? Oh, my God. I did. I mean, I was just curious from a logistical perspective. And don't get yeah. me wrong. I'm really sad that he yeah. died. I think he was a really fantastic oh. actor. I enjoyed most of the roles that I saw him in. Uh, yeah. But it does make you think because they've already oh, filmed the, th- the third movie. So what are they going to do in the fourth do movie? Do know that the they filmed the third movie says already? they can't hear us? Uh, okay. That sucks. <laughs> just FYI. Okay. Yeah, that sucks. Uh, <laughs> hold on. I'm going to try to adjust something. Beware of your ears, because I'm not sure if I'm adjusting chat room or you. Ears, ears, ears. Is it getting louder for you guys? For one? Yes. Okay, then yeah. that was the wrong one. That's nice there. Let's see. Um, yeah. Well, well, the moral of the story is I'm a lesbian, and everybody knows the, how the rest the of The most is. technically I, advanced yeah, lesbian. I see us on there, but I see us like too low um so it's accurate hold on let me just just talk while i fix this somebody so i I just thought i oh go ahead go ahead no No, i was just gonna say the only other thing i thought on somebody else said this too um just think of all the film roles that you're not gonna see anymore what you know i mean just amazing film performances that we would have had Oh, yeah, because he died. Mm-hmm. It's very sad. Very well, what sad. About, I felt that same way about um, Amy Winehouse. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. You know, you think of all of the songs that will be unsung, all of the wonderful music that she will not have an opportunity to make. Yeah. It's so sad. And, and it's, it's a very to me, situation. it's also very yeah. frustrating when you have these people who are so immensely talented, and it takes more than just a lot of talent to make it. Whoa. What happened? Did I fuck up again? Yes. Jesus, I really do suck. I'm sorry. That was the wrong one. Whee! And then these <laughs> these people, against all odds, because to be Hello? famous for your craft, you, you know, you're, may the odds be forever in your favor. Uh, they make it, and then they throw it away with these drug and alcohol problems. It's so so sad. I don't see it as I don't see him as him throwing it away. I'm very. Um, be, only because I'm seeing it from my own standpoint, having been in a similar situation. I never used heroin, but I have used drugs, and I just view it. I, I think I view the use of a drug like heroin as a symptom for an untreated slash untreatable um, depression. You know, and I think that that's that's I just see that's what I see, and that's of course based on my own experience but that's how we all see things i guess well i think too i mean sometimes when you hear oh i hate to see somebody throw it all away it makes sense when you're not when you're not experiencing it firsthand but when you are doing it firsthand well from my vantage point it just seems like you know yes there are culpable choices that people make when they're drug addicts to use drugs so yes people are responsible for what they do but it just it seems like it might not be as willful as choosing to throw it all away, if that makes sense. Yeah, I don't think um, – uh, I, I, yeah, I see, I see your point. I, I don't think that I 
mean that he's making this active choice every time he sticks a needle in his arm. I'm just saying that get it together. You well, know, there are plenty of people who have addictions and have to fight it, and it's difficult. Um, but well, get but it together. The sad you- thing is, like, yes, there are some solutions that people have found that seem to work for them, but unfortunately, those solutions for the most part are. It just, you know, there's more. I don't know how to say it other than it's usually well, I, the few that actually. A, but, a, but a, and I think what makes a difference is a component of recovery has to come from within. It, it, it has to. And there is always agency in situations like that. Well, where I see that's, that's, you're talking about a fundamental difference between, I mean, what you're describing, Reagan, is a, is, is a valid philosophy of addiction, but it's not the way 12 step programs work at all. Well, I, I'm not an advocate of 12 step programs nor okay. a product of them. Yeah. And see, I get, I mean, I am, and I assume one is too. So I think that's probably why we, uh, maybe see things differently because I don't view it as something I, Oh God, how do you even talk about this? You t- talk Wanda, you're better. Oh, I don't know that I'm in any position to talk about it. All I can say is I feel like most people don't find a solution or even have the choice that, for example, Madge and I have. And yeah, we can, you know, there are all sorts of, anyway, it, it, there are a lot of people who don't have a solution at all. And even if something has been given to them in the form of a solution, it doesn't work for them. And I'm not saying that there's not personal responsibility or that people don't have, again, the opportunity to act certain ways or do certain things for their own benefit. But sometimes it's just sadly not enough. And whether it's willpower or an inability to face the truth, it's, you know, it's just sad. I mean, I think it it's takes I, in a twelve-step program. It ta- it takes willpower to get into the program. From then on, as twelve-step programs go, generally it's the higher power that um, that relieves the addiction. So you bring yourself into the room, and then you basically say the idea is basically say I have no control whatsoever of this disease, and for some weird paradoxical reason, that's the that's the freedom that gives you the ability to stop. Right. And it's just, it's a difference in paradigms because I, I cannot start. um, I won't say cannot, but I choose not to begin any problem solving with handing over my problems to a higher power. Totally reasonable. Um, I I respect that, but yeah, I mean, it's just a difference, but see the way I see it, being a depressive and I am a depressive and I've been on various antidepressants most of my life and, you know, and they work to a degree, but nothing really works. Nothing makes me the same way a non-depressed person would work ever. Maybe for, you know, if I'm lucky a couple of weeks, if I switch meds or something. So I guess what I see in him and I'm possibly projecting is just like somebody who is in so much pain that life just hurt too much. Just like if you have cancer and the pain hurts so much, you'd rather be dead and you give them mercy killing it. I mean, I guess I just view it that way, that whether it's conscious or not, he must have just been in so much pain that he decided, you know, maybe it was time to check out. So maybe I do view it as personal responsibility. I I don't know. I I really don't know. I just see somebody who must have been in a lot of pain regardless. I mean, what you 
the way you come off on the outside means nothing. Some people come off as these amazing people, and inside they're 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 just a wreck, tortured souls. Yeah. So, um, to me, I see drugs, and I see it. I see depression. I see addiction. I see two diseases here that are very well. Sad. What's kind of what's kind of interesting too is when you see something like this happen. It's actually sort of fascinating to watch how people react to it mm-hmm. because. It really just tells you how they, you know, how they sort of view addiction in the world. Like some people see it as just it's a great tragedy and oh, it's horrible to lose a great person. And some people will see it as a form of, you know, like somebody made a bad choice or, you know, somebody yeah. relates to, you know, the addict that they have in their own life. So I guess in a way, I'm glad that he had the needle in his arm because there's no doubt about it. They can't whitewash it. You know, they can't yeah. say, well, maybe he was just, you know, because who knows? There's so many suicides where they're just like, it's vague. And they don't say exactly. Or like, maybe it was a suicide. Maybe he asphyxiated himself by hanging him on a noose in his bedroom. That, that was something else. But, um, <laughs> you know, but this, it, like, I feel like it calls direct attention to the problem of addiction of heroin. Because that is one drug that really just knows no economical, economic, economical bounds. I mean, um and and it also shows you how no matter who you are in the world, if you're the most important person in the world, addiction can still get you. Depression can still get you. And I think it, it does call attention to those things, and that needs to happen. Obviously, sad way to do it, but... Yeah, no, it's one of those things where, too, you know, it seems almost insensitive, but for me, it's just a huge reminder of all that's in important in trying to stay sober for me like I, I wish that people didn't i mean i'm not saying like you know somebody has to die for me to have a reminder but sadly and tragically it is just a huge like mirror in the face like oh okay that could happen i could be an award like an oscar award-winning actor and still i could die from this well it also shows you how like none of that shit really means anything you know, it yeah. has nothing to do with life. Like you can, you see, we see all this stuff that's fake. Like, oh, you know, Oscar award winning. Wow. Amazing people, you know, head of a bank. But in the, in the real world, everybody dies and you end up dead. And it shows you, I think in some ways it takes away the superficiality of life, or at least it should sort of pull the curtain back for a minute. You know what I mean? And yeah. So, oh, so this is what it's about, you know? This is a, this is it, Alfie. Alfie. Well, and what is the what's the? I mean, I, I is this just maybe too uh, not a real connection to draw? But why does it seem like somebody like Philip Seymour Hoffman, who was such an amazing actor, was yeah. able to do something so amazing? You know, do you know what I mean? Like, is there some correlation there? Why he between, was able to be so functional as a, as a mess? Is that what you mean? Or that he was supposed to be? He was able to be such an amazing actor. And be tortured like this at the same time. Well, he was in recovery for twenty five years, uh, twenty three years. So I would assume that he hasn't only been tortured for maybe the last year when he. But or who, maybe am he I was, to assume? which is who, why he didn't. Who are any of us to know? We don't know shit about this person. All we know is he was found with a needle in his arm and he made great movies. We don't know anything about him. So who are we to even, you know, say? I, I don't fucking know. Who knows what it was with him? <laughs> Did Maybe you hear about Gabrielle? Did you hear about Gabrielle Sibide on Arsenio Hall? Oh, uh, she Rebecca Day what? would not like her. Oh, tell me, tell me, tell me. Gabrielle Sibide said that Sibide, sorry, she said she repeatedly used the term tranny um, on Arsenio Hall, yeah. saying that I, I believe the quotation was something like she was talking about um, 
physical fights that she witnessed while she was living in New Orleans taping American Horror Story. And she was like, yeah, there were like tranny fights everywhere. And I don't believe in tranny and tranny violence and all of this other stuff. But she very quickly after people brought it to her attention because I think a lot of people don't uh, earnestly don't understand that tranny is a transphobic transphobic. Well, it uh, just became, it just became an offensive word like a year ago. Let's be honest. But like, really, I mean, this tranny being a bad word thing came out recently and I respect that and I will abide by it as much as I possibly can given my Tourette syndrome, but you can't just expect, Oh, it's a bad, it's, it's a racist slur. It's a transphobic slur. All of a sudden everybody has to know that. We're not psychic. I think Gadbaray Sidibe has other things. You know, she's got movies to make. She's doing stuff. She's not sitting around listening to this hot show, waiting to hear if tranny's a bad word. You know, maybe she's hungry. Oh, speaking of which, can we just address the the elephant that's in the room? And I don't mean Gadbaray Sidibe. Oh, I mean what the Super Bowl. The, no, the um, American Hoorastory. Oh, sure. Uh, sure. Terrible. Uh, just so bad. Okay, can I just ask a question? I like. I realize it is not the most uh, compelling TV, but isn't there just something magical about it? <sighs> I mean, can't we just at least reward the clever lines and fun costumes or something. I don't, I don't understand yeah. the... I mean, I understand what the reference is about the... Bala- what was that fucking designer? Balenciaga. What the fuck was that? And I saw your weird little connection, which I thoroughly <laughs> retard out is r- ridiculous, that it somehow connects... I don't think it is, because I think the next one is circus. That's what they were saying. The next Everybody one's be all wh- about the circus. Okay. Everybody- what, the, the next season? Yeah. Yeah. But there was oh, another article really, that sort of... Oh, Scary Clowns, okay, I guess. Yeah, well, there was another story <laughs> about how they were connecting Balenciaga and somebody's you know, child, Hitler, and Nazis, yeah. and all this stuff. So that's what Madge is referring to. But I, like, the finale, the storyline this season was crap, let's be real. He just, I feel like he's too busy doing other things that he can't write, like, a good storyline. But He knows how to write two really solid introductory episodes to a season and then after that it just is terrible but i do like his ability to create characters i thought some of well most of the characters but you know it's just a little i disagree i disagree i i think that he he is his characters are so inconsistent it's okay for instance what pulls us in the the very first story that pulls us into coven is the tessa farmiga character and her death pussy and then suddenly that's not a story for the rest of the series that's just oh you're right i had forgotten about that oh exactly or the fact that um what's the guy with the blonde hair who's now engaged to emma roberts um Yeah. His accent, which just magically goes away. Mm-hmm. By the, and I understand midway into the season when he's just grunting because he's. No, you didn't know, somebody do a spell on him that made him better? I thought didn't some. I thought there was like a spell someone did that made him all. No, better. Well, no, he used actually a speaking spell <laughs> to learn how to talk Evan again. Peters. Somebody, Evan Peters, yeah. Well, okay. It, it just to me, it is in that musical introduction with what's her name, um, Stevie Nicks, who I like. I like Stevie Nicks's music, but it was just so beat you over the head, indulgent. I thought it was adorable. 
I oh, mean, I yes, it was, it was totally it was totally over the top and uh, and you know indulgent, but compared to the dumb way that he tried to use her in the first episode, I thought it was a marked oh. improvement. I did, oh, I, I feel that total opposite. Course. I loved her in the first uh, when she played those two songs. I loved that. I liked it too. I thought because it was, I, I actually thought that was pretty subtle and nice. And yeah. I just thought like, oh, you're really going to have Stevie Nicks over to like play the piano. I don't know. Who cares? It was Stevie Nicks playing the piano. You know, that's the way I see it. I don't care why. To me, I come on. It's just a fun little show. It, there's not a lot of th- brains. You know, there's not a lot of thought but, going but, into this. Thing. But would you agree that when you watch, for instance, the first two episodes of the season, what I'm angry at it's is it gets, the potential yeah. of the show that it oh, could I fully be agree. so much more. It, it's just it, the season doesn't need to have. 15 episodes or however much he makes he tries to stretch out way too thin of a plot into too many episodes if he was forced to do eight episode seasons of american horror story like they do in the uk i think it would be brilliant and then and then in season two that whole alien storyline that i complain all the time about it wasn't just that aliens are thrown into the mix of this asylum, which was just absurd in and of itself. But the fact that Ryan Murphy didn't have the forethought to say, hold on, I can make a whole season about aliens. That's a that's a horror story in and of itself. The fact that he could not contain himself just drives me crazy. So it's it's more on potential. Yeah, but loss. Reagan, you loved this show. From every time we discussed it until now, you loved this show. This season. No, this season. This season, I thought was the worst of the three seasons. I th- and and I was not a fan of season really? two. Oh, I hated the season. I thought going into it, I thought you liked it. Episodes, am I losing my mind, I, Wanda? Am no, I right? Well, the first few episodes, I thought this was going to be the best season, and then it just turned to crap that amazing mm. magic trick that they did, where they made Jessica Lang look super young in the first episode. Again, where, where she kisses the guy and sucks all his breath out and then becomes young for a period of time. Yeah. One episode and then it's and no more of that. It just wasted potential. Well, I think you're being a little bit too hard on my grom. I mean, I watched every episode of it and so did both of you, right? Mm-hmm. Well, that's mm-hmm. what that says more than any review we can give it. Well, I was going to say, too, I think that it, it, it hit a note. It created this audience for gay men. I mean, really, yeah. the show is for gay men. Yeah. And th- that's, I don't know, there's something unique about that. This, or there was something special yes. about that. This show will live for, for a very long time in Campland. I mean, this is going to be like the Night Gallery or the Twilight Zone. This show is not going anywhere because this is serious camp. It has some of the best actresses of our day all in one show. And yes, a lot of, sh- I mean, Night Gallery was a bunch of crap, but they had Joan Crawford in it that one time. Nobody, you know, everybody knows that. And the fucking thing is, like, they had Patti LuPone in it. Yeah, it was a total waste. You know, they just threw her character away, but they still God, had Patti. I mean, that but they was still had Patti LuPone in it. Storyline. And to have Stevie Nicks playing a piano and bring her into the storyline as fucked up as it is, it takes like, a lot of guts to do something that ridiculously bad. But Look, the, do I think it's better? Do I think it's better than Two and a Half Men? Absolutely, but that isn't that. enough. When I see where it could go, okay. But here's Girl what just pissed, has some high standards. Here's what pissed me off about the, the finale more than anything is, 
and and I liked it just because I didn't like it. I just I, my expectations were not high, so I wasn't really disappointed. But the fact that Misty Day was the only one who couldn't finish the Seven Wonders, and they stuck her in hell for all of eternity in a biology class, slicing up the same frog, that just made me fucking angry. Because she was the nicest witch. She was really nice. Well, yeah. the, that the pissed one me that the fuck off. Frustrated me was that the rules didn't seem to work. Like even throughout one episode, so like they could bring everybody else back, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, uh, Kit or Evan Peters, like he can bring people back, or he can. I don't know. There were just too many inconsistencies that I. It made me want to go to the set and bring Wait, Misty who back. Who brought myself. people back? Who's Kit? Kit is um, the Frankenstein. He brought somebody back? Well, he didn't bring her back. No, he killed someone. That's what I was going to say. Oh, okay. When he kills um, uh, his first love interest, when he kills her, and I'm like, how can he kill her? She, you know, they all have the ability to basically prevent people they can throw people yeah, against the wall or that was know. the biggest that was the biggest fuck oh, over yeah, yeah, the yeah, entire yeah. season how many that. times people were brought back i mean if but, you kill somebody if deaths mean nothing they mean nothing on a show so it, it doesn't matter when you see her character killed the emma roberts character killed it's like oh this is your third time to die on the series <laughs> but one but one to that ridiculously microscopic this is not relevant to the whole discussion no, I, but, totally but my answer to the thing about why she didn't kill him is because she said she, she was in love with him. So I could see why she wouldn't kill him, even though she could have. She, you know, well, she could have at least stopped him from killing her. But she was in love no? with him. Yeah. And, also, and she just Ryan, what's his it? face? Ryan Murphy hates women. So why the fuck not? Who cares? Kill the bitch. <laughs> That's true. Don't all get man. Kill the bitch. <laughs> yeah, kill her. Who cares? What do y'all think of religious exemptions for gay rights? What? What does that even like, mean? Well, for instance, in allowing a religion like, to say not, that, like, like for instance, for yeah. So, like um, oh. in Oregon now, they're mulling the uh, idea of marriage equality in that state, but also on the ballot is something that would allow for religious exemption. So, if it's against your religion, you wouldn't have to. It, um, like perform a gay marriage or perhaps even I'm just concerned with how far this goes. Like, well, no, I don't want to have to make a wedding cake for a gay wedding. No, this or is, I don't want to. To me, it's just everybody's equal. That's all it's about. It, whatever law applies to straight people should apply to gay people, period. The end. No re- religious exemption. My ass. If, if a, if a religion may choose not to serve somebody because they're um black or white if that's legal then okay then this can be legal too but as long as every it's legal for everybody else then it should be legal for this is about equality it's not about religion it's not about gay marriage this is about equality and i don't think that point gets made enough it's about everybody being equal it's about the constitution says all men are created equal well it should be women but that's all it means everybody's equal there's no nitpick. That's just the biggest pile of bullshit I've ever heard. Nobody should even discuss that argument. It's stupid. It's just you know, an excuse to hate gay people. What's fascinating about and that's actually been my sticking point, is anytime there's this question about, like, should we do this, for, allow gay people to do that? Would you allow black people to do it? Would you allow people of, you know, some other ethnic group to do it? Well, then gay people should yes. be able to do it. But um, what I was going to say is it made me think of... Um, there was a controversy in trying to be timely about the Super Bowl. There was a controversy. Like, people were 
about the commercials? Sending hate-filled messages left and right to Cheerios. What? Cheerios. Why? For showing a commercial. This. Yeah. For showing a commercial about an interracial family. Wait, are you talking in, about uh, this is a number of years ago or what? No, this happened a number of years. I, I don't know if it was last year or the year before okay. they did this, I think, for the first time. But they last brought year, these, yeah. they brought this family back again this year tonight. And there was just a commercial uh, with a dad who's African-American and his mom who is white. And it, you know, I watched a news story a couple days ago about how you know, people were up in arms. And I'm like, is this 2014? And people are up in arms over an interracial marriage? Well, it's going to be even longer before... But don't forget, the media seeds this shit, too. I mean, the media, what they call, what calls itself news is not news. PBS is news. NPR is news. But that shit on NBC, CBS, that's just, they're just trying to get audience. And they'll blow up shit, even if it's race baiting, which I, I suspect has something to do with this. Well, I wouldn't be surprised if part of that is true, but just the notion that there are still people out there who yes. would write a letter, uh, you know, frustrated about the fact that there's an interracial couple just makes the point that, you know, yeah. acceptance of gay couples or, you know, gay and lesbian families is going to be, I mean, yeah. you know. I mean, I'm very proud of the gay rights movement. I think we've done better than I ever imagined we would do during my lifetime already. And my lifetime isn't even over. And, um, so, you know, but so, uh, you know, I'm grateful for that. But at the same time, you don't I don't believe you compromise on equality. And and sometimes the discussion goes sour when it becomes all technical and legal, when some things can be very simple, which is that everybody's equal. The end. The end of the show or I wish <laughs> <laughs> No, not yet. Not yet. We got like 15 more minis. No, I don't think we disagree on that particular issue. <laughs> <laughs> what else happened in the week? There was something, wasn't there something about something? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that, that oh, definitely God. happened. Did that? We got an email about net neutrality from oh, yes. a listener. Do you enjoy reading up on that? Yes. I did. I thought it was a very good explanation of how uh, violations of net neutrality will affect us. Would you like to... Uh... Explain it. I'll sum it up if okay. you would like them to. Sure. Using the example. Okay, so the idea is that Time Warner Cable would have the power to um, determine... For example, Time Warner, you're just saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For example, yeah. the Time Warner or whoever your internet service provider could determine how fast you connect to particular websites. So let's say that Time Warner Cable has... Um, television shows that you can stream on demand for $3.99 a movie. Well, they obviously don't like Netflix or Amazon as competition. So unless Netflix and Amazon, Netflix and Amazon suddenly become beholden to Time Warner Cable because if they don't pay a ransom, then Time Warner can just make every connection to those websites come at a snail's pace, making uh, streaming virtually impossible for people mm -hmm. when they go to those websites. Or probably, and, and another example would be like a podcast like this would probably be given, could be squished out and they'd say, uh, you know, we don't need to get, we don't want people to watch these or listen to these rinky dink shows. We want them to, you know, watch Fox, you know, and shit. So they could like, I just don't out. understand how this is even being debated right now. It, it just seems to me so antithetical. 
Well, I wonder when, when and if we're ever going to have a regulatory culture again where, you know, the government's job is to sort of be on the side of the people that it's supposedly created right. to represent. Yeah. Well, Wanda, yeah. you forgot that corporations like Time Warner are now people. So oh, your true. point, you have no Bye. You know, I it's I think part of it is the complexity of the technology, to be fair to both sides. But um and like there was that SOPA thing that I mean a lot of good stuff has happened. I mean, we still have net neutrality. It's just that this bump in the, we had this bump in the road at this court that I hope will get fixed at the Supremes level. Um but you know, I a lot of the technology is complicated. It's not as clear cut as just like net neutrality is good, you know, without, cause there are some ramifications that, you know, might be unexpected. I can't say much more than that because I'm too uh, uninformed, but it's kind of like there's, a, there's a, there is another side of the coin that is in, is also in the interest of, of keeping the internet free. Um, because like sometimes you might want to leave, you might want to have carriers be able to control the, um, the amount of bandwidth for different things because somebody's hogging it all. Like maybe Netflix is, you know, taking all the bandwidth due to natural market forces, but there's, and there's not enough room for us. You know, maybe net neutrality wouldn't allow them to give us more bandwidth. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just saying oh, there's sure. more to it than that necessarily. Yeah. Well, that it's sense. a, it's a complex issue. And I think, and lawmakers are retarded. I mean, look at Michelle Bachman. So to get those people in charge of it, plus you've got all the, the, uh, the lobbyists writing legislation. You've got Alec at the state level writing legislation, and uh, it's a fucking mess. Has anybody ever set up, like, a technocracy where you have, like, you know, people who are smart doing stuff and making decisions? No. doing Smart people doing stuff and making decisions? That's well, never happened. Well, Mivio. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> you know, I have some fun scoopage about that. You want to hear it? Yes. yes. They really fucked people over. So Mivio, I found out why they changed their name to this bite-sized media starring, you know, Madge Wine 2.0, Winecline or whatever her name Wine is. Weinstein. Yeah. So so there was a huge article about this that somehow I missed it was an ad age basically saying how certain sites, Mivio being one of the like top 7, have all this like basically fake traffic being generated. So they right. basically said, they called them out and said, Mevio is cre- is using fake bots to generate traffic so that they can sell ads. It's total, allegedly, fraud, you know, if what they say is true, because it's basically saying, oh, I have, I have this bad show and, I'm, and nobody will watch it, so, but I need to sell P&G, you know, a million dollars worth of ads, so I'm going to create all these fake hits. And there are there are brokers that will sell you traffic. I mean, we've talked about this with on my show as kind of a joke for a long time, but um, and that's what they've been accused of. So, the, so Mivio is basically banned because of that. So they just changed the name to Bite Size, and oh, somehow, wow. somehow, like this didn't like they the somehow that this wasn't really obvious to like the people that do the banning. So I, I made it a point to tweet this stuff very vocally uh, last week, um, but yeah. Who so, bans? Like, how do you get? Like, what does that mean? Like, um, who's well, what? there's like people that keep keep blacklists, basically, in the ad industry that have to do with. That. Oh, they, oh, got, sure. they got blacklisted. So, in other words, if you're an ad, if you're going to put an ad in Mivio, you'd be like, oh fuck, they're on the black blacklist. Why would I put an ad there? They fucking use fraudulent traffic, so they change their name. And that also helps explain why companies like Blip TV, why companies like Blip, Mivio just dumped 
their podcast because suddenly they had to get rid of all that traffic that was, you know, it was like that was kind of the evidence in a way. Like, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. I mean, I remember when I had, when I switched from Mivio back to my own hosting, oh my God, they had multiplied my audience by like a hundred or something. I mean, it was ridiculous. Um, anyway, I don't, it's all allegedly, so blah, blah, blah. But, um, but the, I who just, runs Mivio? Uh, Alec Baldwin's character in Blue Jasmine? Yes. No, it's actually Alec Baldwin himself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He was just angry again about something, and I don't remember what Ugh, it is. But, but yeah, it's a, it's, it's a mess. I, I just hate to see that happen. And I have to say, <laughs> this may not see, be a very nice thing to say, but I always thought that the person that they would find dead with a needle in his arm on Super Bowl Sunday was Adam Curry. Uh, he wouldn't, I don't think he ever did those kind of, I think he just smoked pot. I don't remember him ever doing coke or any other drugs. He was just a plain old simple, is, as far as I know, a plain old simple pothead. He doesn't, he's not. Is he still married to his wife? Oh no, he, they got divorced ages ago. It was like a big deal. She like accused oh. him of a, a, you know, Corporate espionage? No. Having sex with trans people? Exactly. I was just afraid to be racist or something. I just didn't know (laughs) how you're supposed to say it. I know I sound like this retarded fuddy-duddy, but, you know. Poor Gabourey Sidibay. And she got so much trouble for that dress. What was she? She was wearing a 747 to, what was it, the Golden Globes. She wore an entire, she wore an airplane. And people were giving her shit about it. And she's like, fuck, I've got my own airplane, you know, here. So, yeah, I felt like shit with all you making fun of me on the Internet. But guess what? I flew here on a private jet. I like it. I, I follow her on Twitter. <laughs> she's one of the very few people I follow on Twitter. I enjoy her she is immensely. Enjoying. But, but I, no pun intended. And I, love the, and I love the fact, and I just want to say kind of in her defense, because yeah. all of these people are so myopically concerned with her weight, yeah. I love the fact that Hollywood um, – has made way for somebody who doesn't look like everybody else. And I love the fact that she's been able to carve out a niche for herself in Hollywood. Because Literally. We, can, we <laughs> can, I mean, we, I, I don't know. Like, I don't want to, I personally don't want to denigrate her I um, for what I think makes her unique. I, but my, fav- I, my issue is just about that quote that I think, wasn't she just making that up, though? I mean, I don't think she really flew to on a private jet, right? That she, she really what? what? I don't think she really flew to the Golden Globes on a private jet. I think well, she I th- made that she's, up. It's just a figure of speech. My favorite takeaway from the season finale is when she's breakdancing. Why do they always, always... I mean, talk about, like, his... What's his name? I keep wanting to say Ronald Reagan, whatever his name is, Ryan Murphy, with his weird issues about women, but... It seemed kind of racist to me with every time they showed Precious, she's with fried chicken. I did like, what the hell was that? Yeah, it is kind of weird. I mean, it it wasn't even like, I mean, I could see it as like a little Precious reference, but it it wasn't. It was like running to the ground, kind of. Yeah, I agree with that. A bit weird. I mean, it was like, there was just, I mean, it was funny the first time, but it was like, okay, she's in hell again and again with the chicken. What's the point? He doesn't have any gay characters, does he? Huh. Well, murders. Yeah, he did season two. Oh no, 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 no. Season one. And why did Miss Lesbian get to be, you know, the big deal at the end, just like last season? That kind of bugged me too. 
I mean, I'm oh, not I, talking about the story. I love her. I think she's wonderful. And she was great in that 12 slave people thing, but I didn't, but it just seemed like the ending was too similar to last season's ending, you know, where yeah, she just, she just became the, the, the shit, you know? And, well, and um, did you notice that she was doing an, like the, the interview scene just as she did last yeah, season? Exactly. Uh, and the so, yeah, exactly. And the funniest line of the entire show, which wasn't even spoken, was next at uh, the bottom scroll thing on the, on the oh, news. Yes. <laughs> next, um, Liza Minnelli talks about her hip. I mean, <laughs> oh, yeah. that was, you have to admit, that was the most clever thing in the entire episode, right? Am I right? Yeah. That was the funniest. Yeah, I loved it. Talked about her hip. Oh, that was hilarious. Yeah. I mean, that's that's enough. If that's all it was, fine. That's enough. <laughs> is it true? To, I heard Jessica Lange isn't going to be in next season, though. No, she's she has one more season in her contract. And then oh, that's, that's it. right. And I'm, then, yeah. yeah. I, I'm glad. I mean, I, I'm kind of tired of seeing her on that show. Yeah. It's the same accent. It's the same character. Three seasons. Uh, I don't. I'm tired of watching her play the bitch. I agree. But why? Well, why what's fascinating? Go ahead. No, I was just going to say what's fascinating about this whole series is that because she changes every year, I feel like she misses out on the ability for us to get to know her better as a like to watch a character develop for three seasons or four seasons or whatever it is. Where I, you know, the, part of the things that I hate about uh, one of the things that I hate about a new a new show every season. Is just that there's no there's nothing more to develop. It's well, just done. But I think that's part of. I think Ryan Murphy just doesn't do that. He doesn't know how to develop characters. I, I don't know why, but I, 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 I agree just, with you. That just doesn't happen in stuff he makes. He yeah. creates flat, campy, you know, one dimensional, two dimensional stuff. He he doesn't know how to bring a character to like to a true. I, he's probably not educated in theater or in. He's probably hasn't read the classics. You know, he doesn't know that shit. He's just making some fun stuff. And it's good. I like it. But, you know, mm-hmm. it's not going to be like, oh, he has a catharsis, you know, and she becomes like, you know, that shit doesn't happen. So, yeah. Well, hopefully I, she'll go on to do but something why else. why did Angela Bassett go away? I mean, like, what's this? She, like, they just, oh, we ripped her up in a thousand pieces. You never get to see her again on the show? Excuse me? Mm-hmm. What? That's fucking bullshit, right? Reagan. Yes. I want an agreement no, here. I, I agree 100%. <laughs> like, Angela fucking Bassett, you don't just, like, get rid of her post posthumously or whatever. Like, no. You don't just throw away her no. and just, like, oh, she, they cut her in 10 different pieces. Well, go get the fucking pieces then. She's Angela fucking Bassett. You already killed go her get fucking. The, go get already, the fucking pieces. Yes. You were, you were, I would have come in the show. I would have done a walk on for this. I, get. Hold on. Cut, cut, cut. Bring Angela Bassett on. Get the pieces together, you fucking morons. You killed her entire fucking voodoo coven because you're racist. And now you're just going to cut her up and throw her away. And bring you're going to also throw away her fucking awesome racist tormentor, Kathy Bates. And neither and one no. of those fucking Kathy awesome Bates characters. Was, I thought Kathy uh. Bates was the best thing about yeah. that season. So why the fuck wasn't she in the finale? What the fuck? You know? I know. What What was the name of her salon again? There was a clever name, if I remember correctly. I, don't, I didn't notice that. I don't know. Now I'm curious. Can you Google it real quick? As mm-hmm. we are we done yet? For Christ's sake, that's what she said. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not allowed to say that anymore because one of my Facebook friends said you're not allowed to say that anymore. Say what? I can't say it. That's what she said? Yeah. Why not? I don't know. 
because it's not it's overdone apparently it's not listen according to my facebook it's friend not. it is and he's my facebook friend and i don't want to be embarrassed to this one facebook friend so i can't say that ever again okay just kidding I will. Just kidding. Just kidding. No, That's what she said. No, I, I actually like that, that little thing. And it's easy to say it ironically anyway, or at least pretend to. So are we wrapping up? <sighs> We're going to be a little out? early, but I suppose we can be early. Can I, I was hoping we'd find the name of the hair salon before we end. I, I could not find it. Hair well, salon. Can American. you just Google what was the name of the hair salon of Angela Bassett American Horror Story? Or, I mean, I know you're an enter- you're not an entertainment reporter, but <laughs> <laughs> is that what too much the, to ask? Uh, the hair salon, American Horror Story. I got till the end of the extra to find it. Fiona Good goes to the the hair parlor that Marie is not having a good day. Cornrow City, no. All right, fine. It was well, something more fabulous. Yeah, no, 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 no. It was Cornrow City as a hair salon in New Orleans in the Voodoo Emporium of Marie Laveau. Oh, okay. So it was. Never mind. That's not as enjoyable as I remembered. It's not. Sh- it's a wig. We should have just left it, and you know, as a, see, as a mystery. Yeah. Well, goodbye. Goodbye, honey. Squish down. Bye. Stay alive. See you next time. Whenever that may be. Hold on. Pickle. Sorry, I had to abort.